Yeah, let's move straight along, Clive. Now, looking at the Asian stocks, they're climbing yeah. with U.S. futures uh, after a $2.7 trillion wipeout. Talk to oh, us about that. Oh, that is staggering. $2.7 trillion U.S. dollars oh. wiped out because of currencies. Can you believe this? It is unbelievable. You know, I feel sorry for some of the guys that participated in our stock market. You should have seen the screens. You should have seen the guys, the faces. Oh, all my white colleagues going all red and the black one's going purple. I don't know what was going on. I, but here's the thing that is what is staggering. Asian markets started rising early hours this morning. The futures, obviously, the sell-offs, simply taking a little bit of a slowdown a little bit, which sort of like brought back some sort of um, positivity, I suppose, if you want to call it that, into the market. The routing commodities paused a little bit. So while the yen retreated um, after having demand drove its biggest uh, one-day loss in about four years, we started seeing some of the currencies slightly starting to strengthen, including the yuan, believe it or not. <laughs> I know some people might find that hard to believe. But that is exactly what happened. So while demand is just mentioned in mainland China, equities extended their free fall. Obviously, this is not going to be stopping anytime soon. And um, what, what's interesting is that even when you look at the futures on the, uh, on, the, on, the, on the New York Stock Exchange, for example, the S&P 500, it looks like it might start in the positive as well. Um, the bottom line is that the world's still not a bad place. That's the good news, Sakina. And I'm just saying, let's not just despair. But it is uh, something that we have to look at because currencies are very, very sensitive. Clive, we're looking at the biggest day in years for currencies. And, of course, investors, you know, trying to flee the risk here. They are running away from the risk. I was looking at the comparison uh, graph that shows uh, head and shoulders, uh, the structures of what they would call in trading terms, uh, the candlesticks, you know, the, what they show uh, in terms of what happened yesterday. The activity is quite in, in, enormous. It's like going, you know, that the hospital, that metal that re- registers your heartbeat. It just goes up and, <laughs> and then it falls down all the way. <laughs> to about, about five cents. So I, I think that what's taking place, uh, and I think it's important that people understand why currencies become sensitive, especially when economic uh, 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 stability is in question. So, for example, a, country, a country's currency, Sakina, does not always mirror economic condition. We should know that. A country may have a very robust economic uh, economy, but its currency may remain weak or relative to other currencies. A weak economy as well can also deliver a strong currency deepening on current factors. But how is it all done? The answer lies in speculation of every day. And we knew that when China's speculation changes, when people start doubting that this second biggest world economy is going to go for a flat down, people will start running away from it. It started with their own people, the stock traders themselves, the people who were buying stocks, they started fleeing the, the market. So if a currency value drifts away from its country's economy objectives, whether it has become too weak or too strong as a result of free market trading, the government steps in sometimes to, to try and help. But this did not work yesterday, despite what the People's Bank of China tried to do. And that's what raised concerns, and that's why we saw the spiraling out of control of currencies. Mm. And as that sell-off continues, Clive, some highly priced equity markets continue to feel the pinch. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's unfortunate to hear that South Africa is regarded as a resource-based economy um, because of all the mining that takes place, iron, ore, platinum, gold. Funny enough, that gold yesterday, in actual fact, did pull back. It did, did relatively well. It did show some strength. Um, in actual fact, some of the platinum stocks did relatively well yesterday, but that was not enough 
to spur out the rand out of control. So what happened is that despite the strong performances of some of these companies, because we are regarded as a resource-based economy, then the rand could not fight anymore. It just gave in. But remember what I said to you. If we did not have these resources stocks, I think the rand would have plunged even further than where we are currently sitting at 13 rand and 14 cents against the U.S. dollar. So we are very fortunate that we still have these strong resource-based companies that are still heavily invested in South Africa because the currency sensitivity against the dollar is based on that particular point, and therefore these stocks were able to help us sustain a little bit of uh, continuity, if you want to call it, uh, and sustain stability, despite the fact that we did fall. But Avantavaning, as Sakina, they are saying, Yerandilo, now they can't pay Amatetwa. No, that's not true. Ah, Amanga. Like Asha, Fulimaliake, bring the money. Bring back the money. <laughs> it's rough, no live. I mean, it's, it's, it's really tough times at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's short-lived. And anybody that is invested in the long term, I'm talking about five to ten years or three to five years instead, you need not worry. These, mar- these markets will bounce back. Somebody said to us the other day, remember we were asking this two months ago, he said, Clive, is this a bubble? Mm. Well, it's birth now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's leave it there. Uh, thanks so much, uh, market analyst Clive Ndozavantu Ramatibela.